What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. I hope everybody's having a fantastic day today. Today, I'm going to be talking about sacred geometry of the Essenes and the magic codes. Uh, so sacred geometry is a term used to describe the geometric patterns and shapes that are believed to have had spiritual and symbolic significance. It is a concept found in various ancient cultures and civilizations, including Egyptian culture. Welcome everybody on Instagram and TikTok. I'm doing those separate now, and we're live over here on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, so if you guys want the full experience, then you're going to have that over here. Paige says, I am here. Paige, welcome. I hope you are having a fantastic day. Uh, don't forget, at any point, you can support me with stars on Facebook, uh, Super Chats on YouTube, and then if you're over on TikTok or Instagram, you can uh, drop the gifts as well. So thank you guys for that. Shelly, welcome. Hope you're having a beautiful day. Shelly is in the house over on Facebook. Missy is here today as well. Thank you, Missy. Missy says, hey, Cub. So anyway, I hope you guys are having just a really, really awesome day and that you're digging the new setup as well. Uh, we've got all the graphics in here, so as I kind of uh, learn how to use everything, uh, we will get better and better at this. And I'm going to move this microphone out of the way a little so I can see the actual chat. So there we go. Um, anyway, so I hope this is helping. Shona says it looks so cool. So thank you, Shona. I appreciate that. Um, I can also put these up on the side if that actually looks better. So um new comments will display here so we will see if that actually works so you guys drop some comments now as i test the new setup um i wanted to remind everyone as we get into this today always do your own research very very important um awesome asur says uh thumbs up so good deal so we have chat in the house now that is really good to know so um, I'm going to get into this today. We're going to be reading from the Gospel of Mary Magdalene, one of my absolute favorite um, favorite things to read from. It's just like a really, really cool scripture. Um, it's got some deep uh, meaning behind it, uh, some esoteric symbolism in it. Um, and so let me get my notes on the side here. I'm also going to be interviewing Bob Peck tomorrow, so don't miss the show with Bob Peck. Um, that's going to be a really good one. Uh, Shelly says, looks good. Awesome. Good to know. Good to know. So, um, so the Essenes were a Jewish sect that existed during the time of Jesus, although the information available about them is mostly derived from historical accounts and documents discovered in the 20th century, such as the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Essenes held unique beliefs and practices. So here are some of the aspects of that belief system. I think that that's something that we all need to know. Not many people, um, you know, really understand the whole Essene belief system. Um, and I wanted to just kind of share a little bit uh, from it today. So I'll try to put these up on the screen um, just as we go here and uh, type my own messages here. So here we go. Um, okay. So there is that one. And I will take the chat overlay down. I'm figuring this out as we go. So uh asceticism and communal living so the essenes adopted a communal lifestyle residing in close-knit communities they practiced asceticism leading 
simple and disciplined lives with a focus on spiritual purification and self-control. So, um, so I really like uh, that mindset. I mean, that's really something that I practice. It's really something we practice in this community. No, we don't have like a physical community anywhere. Uh, that's not really what we're about. But we do have an online community. We do really practice this uh, communal lifestyle online. We are very close-knit, especially in our patron tribe. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it's a simple lifestyle. I, I live stream every day. Um, I'm not really too into a lot of stuff. You know, I've been doing this on just a bunch of uh, uh, iPhones and what for a while here. So this is actually the fanciest we've gotten in a very long time. But, um, you know, this is kind of something we can practice in our own daily lives. So um, Blessed uh, 4x4 over on Instagram says, Spirit Guides, do I know anything about them? Yes, uh, we've got a great um, series that I just did on Spirit Guides. So uh, Tonya says, good afternoon, Cub. What is up, Tonya? How are you doing, my friend? Thank you for being here. Um, so uh, I did a whole thing on tulpas. Um, we talked about manifesting Spirit Guides as uh, Jesus, Krishna, Buddha, those types of things. Martin says, moving on up. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so anyway, I'm just doing Instagram and TikTok, just kind of a raw live stream on those for now. And then over here on the other platforms, we'll have the fancy show. So, you know, uh, that'll allow me to interview more people and kind of do this in more of uh, uh, I've got a lot of collaborations coming up and I really wanted to make sure they were honed in and looked tight, sounded good, everything. So um, anyway, I appreciate that, Martin. Um, and then spiritual purity. Now, this is something that is very, very, very misunderstood, um, I think, by, you know, many, many different people because, we just assume spiritual purity is like uh, living this kind of dogmatic life, but it's not. It's not if you really understand what it is. So spiritual purity, the Essenes emphasized the pursuit of spiritual purity and considered themselves a holy remnant. They sought to separate themselves from the impurities of the outside world and adhere to strict dietary and cleanliness practices. So um, while that is true, um, again, I don't believe from what I've studied with them that it was um, an us versus them kind of thing. It was they knew they were doing the spiritual work. They knew they were keeping their vibration high, keeping their connection directly to the God source. And so those types of practices were really important, um, especially, uh, you know, how you eat, how you live, um, how you walk, how you talk, all of those types of things. Right. So, like, we know if we walk around and we're eating junk food all the time. Uh, throwing curse words at everybody. That's not really a high vibration lifestyle, right? Doesn't mean we have to be dogmatic about it, but we just recognize that uh, we're speaking and spelling, right? Um, we are taking into our bodies whatever we eat. Now, Jesus came along. He was teaching, uh, you know, it's not what goes in your mouth that defiles you, but what comes out of your mouth. So even a lot of studies about their uh, dietary rules and everything, um, there was a lot of that going on in that time period. And then you get into like the Tibetan yogis and monks, you get into uh, the Hindu culture. Of course, you know, everything's about diet with a lot of different religions and cultures. So um, you guys know I'm all about clean eating, clean living, that type of thing. So um, I eat a lot of vegetables, stuff like that. So, but with that said, um, again, not to take that as dogmatic whatsoever, but really to take it as kind of like an open-minded, um, you know, path of like, hey, I am doing spiritual work. I want to be at the highest vibe possible. 
Um, and how can I attain that? So, I mean, for me, I do exercise, yoga, try to eat clean, take vitamins, um, natural, um, everything I can, right? So filtered waters, all kinds of stuff. So, um, let's see, uh, I had my tarot and palms read and they said I had two female spirit guides helping me. Blessed, uh, hand says, Hey, that's very, very cool. Um, and, and that's one of the things like, as we've been going through the decoding the matrix series, we've talked about different spirit guides and we've talked about how you manifest them and how they come to you. Right. Uh, so they can be, uh, you know, in the ether, they can be outside of the matrix helping you while you're in the matrix. Um, and so we don't really know how all that works, but we know that many, many, many different people experience spirit guides or tulpas or, uh, totems of spirit animals, following them around, helping guide them. Um, a bit, uh, I'm feeling suspicious, no tie dye t-shirt. Uh, not a clone, are you? No, Bell, I am not. Um, I've actually uh, dug through a box of uh, my moving stuff and forgot I had a whole box full of T-shirts. So just trading it out, you know, try something new, right? Um, so anyway, with that said, um, they also had messianic expectations. And, and I'm going to explain how all this ties into kind of the sacred geometry because these are all different points on the geometric timeline of how you live when you're in a spiritual mode, when you are into spirituality, not just, oh, I like it, I'm gonna study it, but hey, I'm going to really try to understand it and actually design a matrix of life that is all balanced on every point. I mean, very similar to the artwork that I have back here, this um, multi-dimensional framework, if you will, of our matrix reality all of which the energy and light is coming from the spiritual matrix and we are just seeing shadows of it here. So this kind of ties in a little bit to that. Um, Shelly says, keeping it fresh. Yes, absolutely. Um, Benjamin, thank you very much. I can't bring that uh, comment on uh, on screen here, but I appreciate that. Uh, I actually don't know that I would. I'm, I'm just way too ADD for most people. So, but I appreciate that. Um, Number three, messianic expectations. The Essenes held eschatological beliefs and anticipated the arrival of a messianic figure who would bring about the restoration of Israel. Uh, some scholars suggested that John the Baptist, who played a role in the life um, of Jesus, uh, may have had connections to the Essenes. So there's there's a lot of theories about this because we know that like the church in Rome adopted a lot of these ideas that were going on and started kind of stamping the dogma on it. Um, and then you get like Pauline doctrine where Paul was writing some really rad stuff, but mixed in it was just a whole host of like limiting belief sets um, type things, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff that of course I don't agree with. Um, but also some stuff that's highly mystical and highly, I think, profitable when it comes to your spiritual walk to apply, um, no matter what faith tradition you are. So uh, he had a lot of what you would consider Gnostic doctrine. A lot of this kind of ties into the Gnosticism as well. Um, so uh, not that they were specifically Gnostic, but they had uh, they were healers. They did what you would consider like esoteric magic. They did a lot of um from what we see with Jesus, the nomadic lifestyle of traveling around. There's a book by Dolores Cannon called Jesus and the Essenes, which is a fantastic book. I highly recommend it. 
Um, it's kind of a channeled work, so it's not like a historical work. A lot of what I do on here is more in the spiritual realm, more channeled, more like think bigger ideas. Um, I love the data. I love looking at the data, but I also like looking at what's actually going on in the spirit realms. What are the downloads telling us? What is the psychic visions telling us? What's the prophecy telling us? What's our personal experiential data of what's going on beyond uh, the physical matrix? So that's kind of how I like to, to look at it. Um, so obviously, you know, just like every tribe at that point, they're all waiting on their uh, their Messiah to show up, right? So uh, Brandon, what's up? Brandon Steiner says, yo, what's up, brother? What is up, my friend? How are you doing? Hope you're having a blessed day, my friend. Um, ritual immersion. So here's where we get in, especially, you know, you get the John the Baptist thing going on. And just so you know, there's not a lot of data on the Essenes. So even talking about this today, we don't know a lot about them. I mean, we have like the Dead Sea Scrolls. Beyond that, we just don't, like there's not the type of data we have on other cultures, like specifically the Hebrew culture or the Jewish tradition. We don't really have that type of data on them that I can find. It might be out there in some scholarly library somewhere or someone who specializes in it. But from what I've been able to find, um, you know, like I said, we have kind of the, the Nag Hammadi Desert is where the Gnostic Gospels and scriptures were found. And then the Dead Sea Scrolls is where a lot of the Essene type documents, uh, more of the Hebrew mystic type doctrine or Jewish mystic doctrine um, whatever you would, uh, call that. So anyway, that, that's kind of how I separate it. Again, a lot of this gets mixed, uh, just through time and space. So, uh, great question. Was Jesus and a scene? Asur says, um, I believe he was, or at least was traveling with them. I mean, we know he was traveling with, or probably married to Mary of Magdala, Mary Magdalene, or, um, you know, at least um, traveling with them, right? Um, the If you do the Dan Brown books and everything, uh, what he kind of theorizes in there is uh, that she actually is the Holy Grail, um, the divine feminine, divine masculine. By the way, that makes total sense if you study Gnosticism, if you study mystic early Christian traditions or Essene mysticism, Um it makes perfect sense um, because it was all about divine feminine, divine masculine. Um, it was all about the yin and yang. It was all about like Jesus was teaching stuff straight out of this Vedic texts out of India. Um, and so it's, it's really, really interesting when you do dig deeper into this to really try to figure out what is possibly going on here. Uh, Alyssa says, John was an Essene, right? That's, that's the theory, you know, of course, I don't know, but. That is the theory that John the Baptist wasn't a scene. Um, and it makes sense because, you know, he's out in the wilderness. He's kind of a wild man. He's wearing, uh, you know, camel skin. He's got, uh, he's eating wild honey and locusts. It's going to be very in line with kind of that ritualistic Essene type imagery that we, that we kind of get when we study into it. So um, again, I wish there was more data to just really pull out and say this is this that is that but but there's just not a lot there so um john and jesus were cousins an interesting fellow said um i totally yeah um i don't know where that would be in the bible probably is but um i honestly don't know uh but i wouldn't doubt it i wouldn't doubt it um because everybody 
it's all in one area, right? Um, so somebody says John the Baptist was dope. Yes, yes, he was. Um, <clears throat> clear my throat there a little bit. Ritual immersion, ritual immersion or baptism as we hear it. We, we practice that today, especially in a lot of Christian traditions. But it's also very valuable even within pagan traditions, within mystical traditions. Um, so ritual immersion or uh, baptism was a significant practice among the Essenes. They believed in symbolic cleansing and purification of the soul through immersion in water. And even Jesus said, um, you know, you must be born of spirit and water. So um, have I ever finished the lost book of Anki? Not yet. Um, in fact, I just finished all the Yogananda stuff that I was reading, uh, that I bought up in Santa Fe. And so I actually just started the lost book of Anki, uh, again. Um, I started it already and read a bunch of it while I was on my trip. And then, so I just kind of restarted it to go, go through it to try to get all the timelines. So when I'm done with that, of course, we're going to do a whole study on Anki, just Anki himself, uh, his connection to Jesus, how there's parts of Anki that are adopted in the new or in the Old Testament um, as the Old Testament God. There's parts of Enlil adopted as the Old Testament God. There's parts of Marduk adopted as the Old Testament God. So again, that's the original mythology where we get a lot of Old Testament um, stories from. So um Anyway, so yes, um, and then a source said, was Jesus in a scene? Yes, uh, again, I believe he was. From the data, at least he traveled with them. I don't know that he would have identified as one necessarily, but uh, so Brandon says, that's why I asked. I want to hear your thoughts about Jesus and Anki. Yeah, and there's a lot going around right now that um, Anki is the Old Testament God, and I do not agree with that personally. Uh, no offense against anyone that's teaching that, but I I look at the characters and the archetypes and not one or two lines of scripture. I, I try to understand the actual narrative versus just what does the scripture say? Because to me, any scripture can be twisted, right? Like it could be adopted or readopted. And so for me, I got to look at the archetypes. If you're watching a TV show and you're just listening, you listen to the line of a character, you go, oh, that's so-and-so character. Uh, and then you look on the screen and, oh, actually, it was another character. So, like, think about the archetype versus who, like, who it is in the script is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so I don't know if that makes any sense or not. But uh, and Lil was definitely portrayed uh, that way rather than Inky. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, so just real quick, back to water immersion. Um, I think it's really cool with water immersion. Um, like if you've never been baptized, there's something really spiritual about it. Again, whether you're Christian um, or not, it, I don't think it really matters. Uh, but I think it's really, really, if you look at Dr. Amoto's experiments on water and you can see how he freezes the different crystals and there's all the different structures in them. And if you speak love to them, um, then they make like a beautiful crystal. If you play like heavy metal music, they make like a really ugly crystal. Um, and so water is a really spiritual substratum. It has like everything we need for life. It is completely malleable to whatever you need it to be, whatever vessel, whether it's your body, whether it's a cup, whether it's vapor. Um, and so water is very, very important. And so when you immerse in it, um, not to drown, obviously, but when you immerse in it and you, you speak and spell over it, you speak over it, you have a bunch of people in agreement. They're witnessing the baptism you are 
laying under the water. You are spoken over in it and then you are raised up and it's literally like a rebirth and it's a beautiful thing. Again, it's not even inherently a Christian thing to do, though. That's what we see it in that tradition mostly today. Um, Cray, uh, Cray Ray says he baptized Jesus per the Bible. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and so another noteworthy thing, John the Baptist, um, they, they were thinking that he was Elijah reincarnated. So uh, the people back then thought that John the Baptist was Elijah. Um, and um, John the Baptist is preaching and, and saying, you know, one is coming greater than me, who I'm not even worthy to uh, wash the feet or undo his sandals. Two wash his feet. I have no idea what that squeaking noise is. Somebody's outside with really squeaky brakes. Um, so with that said, uh, yeah, John the Baptist is super dope, right? So um, anyway, welcome everybody on TikTok. Uh, I am watching for your comments over there. So you're also welcome to jump over to Facebook, um, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, uh, multi-streaming now on all of those just to try to get um, you know, get as many people watching as we can try to spread the love. So provided I still get, you know, the algorithms being pushed enough on here, I'm going to keep doing the multi-stream thing. That way I can show what I'm talking about easier, try to teach through a lot of this stuff a little bit better. Um, so that's my plan. Um, let me see page. Great, great point page. Not only did John baptize Jesus, but he was also one person who advocated that Jesus was the Messiah. Uh, they are thought to be cousins. However, it is uh, John's mother, Elizabeth, and the Virgin Mary. Yeah, very, very true. Um, and guys, I'm horrible on the lineages, by the way. Um, there's some people that are really, really good at those. I'm horrible at them. I don't even remember who I'm related to. So, um, But again, I try to look at like the mystical side of this um, removed from all of that. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Paige. Thank you, Brandon. You guys that know, you guys and gals that know. Uh, the connections between everything. That is awesome. So thank you. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. I'm looking for other comments here. Uh, William says, honesty, open-mindedness, willingness are all essential. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. Uh, intention becomes physically manifest within the structure of water. Brandon, I'm going to bring your comments up just to talk about this. So yeah, Dr. Amoto um, was doing experiments on water and they're highly pseudoscientific. So you're going to find a lot of places that say, oh, he manipulate whatever. You know, guys, here's the deal. If if it can make a snowflake, um, how does that happen, right? How do the, the crystalline structures of a snowflake happen with such beauty and precision as they just float in the air as water vapor and then they get cooled into crystals? It's because the neutral substratum that we live in, the spiritual matrix, the Ruach matrix, or the Holy Breath, or the Holy Spirit, the air that we live in, has a neutral, loving quality that's going to manipulate this water vapor into a beautiful crystalline structure. We are the ones that, out of our flesh, uh, create negative intention. Um, I don't think there's a lot of places on the planet that really create their own negative intention unless humanity or the gods left some sort of negative um, mark on an area. Now we see that with some of like the Druid type, um, places. Now there were good Druids and there were evil Druids, just like there's good Christians, there's evil Christians, there's uh, good agnostics, there's evil agnostics. Like it doesn't matter what tradition you follow, you can be good or bad within it. Right. Uh, Paige says, LOL. So, 
Um, but I hope that uh, makes sense. So Brandon Steiner says the fingerprint of the creator. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so that's what I really like about this. And that's getting into what I want to talk about today. Um, so the last part of this, in fact, I'm going to jump over to the gospel of Mary Magdalene here. And just so you can read it, this is going to be on gnosis.org, just so I can cite my source here. Um, chapter four is where this picks up. And so very fragmented document here. Um, but it says, will matter be destroyed or not? So we're picking up with Jesus talking with the disciples. Mary Magdalene is basically witnessing it here. And who is attributed to have written this text, which is Gospel of Mary. So uh, then it starts off with dot, 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 will matter be destroyed or not? The Savior said, all nature, all formations, all creatures exist in and with one another, and they will be resolved again into their roots. So again, what does that even mean? Like, what does it mean to be resolved to your roots? Um, this is, to me, very, very important, because just like the artwork today in the background, there is a root of all of these things mathematically. And so if you think about roots of a tree, then you're going to like, okay, if you trace the tree, where is it growing from? What type of soil is it coming from? What type of fruit is it bearing? This is all imagery that Jesus and other ascended uh, masters have taught throughout time, by the way. Um, so that's a very, very important. Good morning, Marilyn Smith. How are you? Uh, Marilyn's coming straight from Australia. Welcome, my friend. Um, so this gets really interesting because, again, the roots to me are also think about mathematical roots. Like what's the root of the equation? Think about that. All things will be dissolved to their roots. So are you living in the spiritual matrix? Is that where you're rooted? Are you living in the physical matrix? Is that where you're rooted? What's up, Dreamstar Oracle? Honeybee, how are you guys doing? Welcome. we got a bunch of tribe members in here. Cray Ray says, very informative, Cub. Appreciate you. A lot of things I've heard, but never went more in depth. Definitely connection with John the Baptist uh, and Mary, the mother of Jesus. Yes, absolutely. So, um. So, yeah, again, I, I think that this is maybe one of the biggest keys to understanding uh, Christian mysticism, Jewish mysticism, uh, pagan mysticism, sacred geometry, the Essenes, all of these things, by the way. They all practice different angles of it, right? But for me, I think it is what is the root. And I love this. You know, the Savior said all nature, all formations, all creatures exist in and with one another, meaning we're literally all the same thing and we'll be resolved into our own roots. So we're all intertangled together as one, right? And we'll dissolve into our roots. But again, think more mathematical roots. He was using the allegory of a tree and its roots. But if you think about the mathematical root of an equation, you're not going to end up with a certain number unless you have a root of that number. And the root of that number will tell you exactly where that number what that number is divisible by and where it comes from it will tell you the origin of it and we can do the same thing with us anything in your life you're practicing any fruit you bear any relationship you have any experience you go through you can literally boil it down dissolve it to its roots you can do that esoterically with quantum magic with the alm as we've taught right um, what is that pyramid that we're talking about not to be weird with like a secret society or anything but just the pyramid of father, mother, child. That's the roots, right? Is it coming from divine father and mother in agreement that we are the child? 
or is it coming outside of that somewhere else where it's coming from physical matter and greed and we're agreeing that we are whatever we have power or we have genius or we have uh lack thereof or whatever so brandon steiner says dang in their own roots it's about where you choose to root yourself yeah absolutely my friend fantastic fantastic so good energy today good stuff going on i think you guys are picking up what i'm talking about um so what's the secret to become genius i don't know i have not figured that out if i do i will let you know but i have not to date figured that out so for me it takes a lot of studying and preparation open-mindedness meditation all the good stuff so for the nature of matter is resolved into its roots of its own nature alone he who has ears to hear let him hear peter said to them since you've explained everything to us tell us also what is the sin of the world the savior said and this will blow your mind guys the savior said there is no sin but it is you who make sin when you do the things that are like the nature of adultery, which is called sin. So this is only one example here, right? Um, and so we know, like we have all done things that are called sin, cheated, lied, stolen, whatever it is. We've all been there, right? In some form or fashion. And so you got whole entire traditions that teach nothing but original sin. And I don't teach original sin here. I do believe that at some point we have all interacted with sin, right? We've all out of ignorance done something that would be construed as sinful. But we also need to return the word sin back to the origin. It is called sin. What is the origin of sin? It's out of vibration. It's out of alignment with the divine father and the divine mother. That is the biggest thing um, when it comes to that. So I'm back on TikTok. I don't know why it keeps giving me that weird message on TikTok that my memory is full. It's a brand new phone with no apps on it. How is the memory full? Um, if anybody understands that, please tell me. Um, so again, out of alignment, out of alignment with Divine Father, Divine Mother, out of alignment with the sacred geometric matrix the lattice of creation, the spiritual matrix, as we're talking about here. So, um, and then that is why the good came into your midst to the essence of every nature in order to restore it to its root. So again, and really what Jesus, I think is saying here, here's what I really think he's saying here. And what I really think the Gnostic doctrine gets into um, a lot more is that everything Everything comes from the root of God. Even the worst individual that's ever lived in the history of mankind literally is going to be resolved back to the good through eons, through reincarnations, through cycles, everything, death and rebirth over and over and over will all always return back to the good, return back to God, return back to the root of the creation matrix of the truth of the universe. And I think that's a really cool thing. So rather than original sin, I believe in original salvation. We are all saved and it's through the good. It's through that becoming the Christ because we're all one. And when you come into agreement with that and you realize that you start to live with divine law rather than religious law, right? Uh, he then continued and said, that is why you become sick and are unalived, for you are deprived of the one who can heal you. He who has a mind to understand, let him understand. So, I mean, 
guys, that is some good, good stuff today. And that's what I'm talking about. This sacred geometry of the, the Essenes, these magic codes. What are they? It's resolving everything back to the root through the good. When you add the good, when you divide anything by the good, you're going to find the root of it, which is the divine matrix. And I don't care what you've done. I don't care how crappy of a person you've been. I don't care what your life looks like. I'm not here to tell you, go find Jesus, go pray to whatever. I'm here to tell you, find the good. I'm here to tell you, align yourself with that Christ energy, the Christos within you. I'm here to tell you that when you align yourself with that, then you're going to manifest that friend, that savior, that tulpa, that whatever that we've talked about, the spirit guides, the one that is real to you. It's going to look different than your neighbor's version of Jesus or a savior or a best spiritual friend or whatever you want to call it, right? It's actually going to become your higher self. And that's ultimately what I'm talking about here today. So frankly, says, yes, divine law, feminine, masculine energy equates to duality, just as much as good versus evil, Christ consciousness, absolutely. Dreamstar Oracle says, yes, universal salvation. It is done through love. Yes. Uh, Honeybee says, yes, original salvation. I'm, I'm going to make a T-shirt with that, guys. That'll be the next T-shirt. So uh, anyway, speaking of T-shirts, I've got it. We've got the brand new merch. You can scan the QR code right now. Every single T-shirt sold supports my channel directly. I am a full-time content creator. I'm not here to be a businessy person and just hawk stuff and try to make a bunch of money. I'm here to continue to support what I love doing, continue to bring you great, well-researched, um, heartfelt, honest, authentic, quality content around faith, spirituality, and paranormal. You can grab them for 39 bucks right now. Scan the QR code. I've got them available just for a couple more days, honestly, and then I'm going to shut it down. So you guys that have already bought them, thank you. Um, we're going to be opening up our patron tribe memberships again very, very soon, literally this week coming up here. Um, so look for that. We've got a brand new deal and brand new promo coming up with that. But I'm not having everything open all the time like I used to now. It's literally going to be timely. If you want a shirt and you want to support what we're doing today on this broadcast, grab you a shirt. There's four different colors. They're beautiful. They're soft. And they've got a really cool logo on the front of it. It's the same logo you see on the podcast uh, without the background. It's going to be right there on the, the pocket side. They don't have pockets, but it's going to be on the pocket side over there over your heart. So uh, really, really rad shirt. So please go check that out. Um, and then while you're there, uh, you can also listen to my podcast on Spotify. In fact, this QR code will take you directly to the po uh, podcast on Spotify. So, um, and then if you're just listening on the audio podcast later on, it's www.cubkuker.com. That's going to be where all my official socials are, where my official website is. You can find out all the info you need over there. So www.cubkuker.com. Dot com. So again, thank you guys for your support of my content. That's literally how I do this every single day. So I'm not here to hawk merch on you guys. I'm here to continue to support what we're doing. So I get I make a minute amount through like third party ads and stuff like that through monetization on the platforms. But these platforms do not pay us enough to make a living. So if you guys love what I'm doing, we've got to support it through other means. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate that. Um, as we get back into this, kind of one of the final things I wanted to talk about here um, is actually 
uh, number five on my list here. So, um, and that's the study of scriptures and divine revelation. So, and by the way, I think this is the number one thing we all should be doing. And I am not telling you to study Christian scripture. I'm not telling you to study uh, Hindu scripture or Buddhist scripture. I'm telling you to study all of it. I'm telling you study Hebrew mystic scripture, study Christian scripture, Gnostic scripture. Look at all of it, guys, because you're going to see a huge picture. Go read the Anunnaki mythologies, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Understand ancient astronaut theory. Get a bigger view of what these physical gods were and what the truth about what God actually is or might be as more of a mathematical, intelligent equation uh, that wants to just manifest through all things, that we are literally so attached to it that there's no separation. And it's just coming into agreement with that that gives us the power, uh, the forgiveness, everything that we're looking for, right? And so when we yoke ourselves or yoga ourselves to that source, uh, it would be considered source, the source energy, the source of the universe, the universal being or the transcendent being. Uh, no form, no face, no name other than the ancient Om. The word of that is that hum, that universal vibration that holds everything into agreement in the physical world, truth train for confirmation there. So the Essenes de uh, dedicated themselves to the study of sacred texts, including the Hebrew Bible. They sought deeper understanding through spiritual contemplation and believed in receiving divine revelation. So by the way, Hebrew Bible would be the Torah. So um, I've also studied the Torah quite a bit myself. So um, and there's a ton of really good stuff in there, just like there's a ton of good stuff in the Bible. There's also a ton of good stuff in a bunch of TV shows and movies. So I view it all as scripture, and that's not to take away from anyone's holy scripture, but I am on a lifelong search. I consider myself a supernatural guide, and if I'm going to do that, I've got to look at everything and get a much, much bigger view. So uh, Dreamstar Oracle says, uh, replying to Brandon, I already have too many rabbit holes, but sacred geometry is on the list. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. Um, and then Shelly says, please put the QR code for the shirts back up. Yeah, you bet, my friend. So uh, there is the shirt QR code. So um, I'll leave that up for a second if you guys want to scan that at any point here. Um, so it's important to note that while some parallels can be drawn between certain Essene beliefs and elements of Jesus's teaching, the exact or direct influence or connection remains uncertain and unproven, by the way. The Essenes were just one among many diverse groups and sects present in the religious landscape of ancient Judea. And we got to remember, there's a really good chance that Jesus went on over to India and Nepal and studied for 18 years of his life. Um, so we don't know that he was like really hanging out with the Essenes, but maybe he came back and found them or maybe he traveled with them back. We don't know. Like there's so many theories about that. Um right? Of if he could be a fly on the wall, right? Uh, but I just don't know. So I, I think that that's a really, really cool thing uh, that we all should, you know, just look into, get a bigger view of, a bigger mindset around. So the Matrix movie is a twist on the, the story of my man, JC. Yeah, absolutely, Jose. In fact, I just did a six-part series on the Matrix um, called Reality Game. So go check that out. All six of those parts are just really really fantastic honestly some of the best material i've put out in my opinion um as far as what it actually says and how you can practice it in fact the first two i don't know maybe my best videos ever i think so 
Um, I've never seen anything supernatural. Can you explain, please? Great question, Steve. So when we're talking about supernatural, what does supernatural mean to me? My podcast is the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Um, and I explore faith, spirituality, and paranormal. And so just because you don't experience something paranormal doesn't mean you didn't experience anything supernatural. If you've ever thought about someone and they've called you, if you've ever thought about someone and you run into them at the grocery store, um, if you've ever known where your car keys are and uh, somebody else put them there and you like, uh, you know, maybe your kid moved them or your, your spouse and you're like, I had no way of knowing, but something told me they were under the couch, like, boom. Those are all supernatural things. Those are all spiritual type things uh, that move in outside of the natural substratum or the three-dimensional substratum that we exist in, that we say, this is real. I had to go to the chiropractor today. Uh, nothing will remind you that you live in a 3D matrix more than going and having your back cracked. Um, and I got to tell you, I feel a lot better. Still have some pain, but uh, yesterday I didn't even, I couldn't tell what was going on. I could barely talk. The nerve was like pushing here and giving so much tightness in my jaw. I could barely speak. I had brain fog from it. By the way, apparently all signs of whiplash, which apparently is what I have from an injury like four or five months ago. So it's really been kind of a journey with that. And I'm feeling a lot better if you can't tell. But with that said, um, for me, that's that's supernatural too. Like um, my wife has been telling me, you need to go, you need to go. Finally, it's like, okay, I'm going to go. And I just picked up the phone in the phone book. I knew this is a person I should call. Absolutely love the doctor that I went to today. It just worked out beautifully. That to me, again, that's supernatural. That's not, it doesn't have to be UFO lights in the sky or an apparition in the bedroom. Um, sometimes it's the little things on divine meetings, serendipities, 11, 11 on the clock, finding a tribe that you get on with, um, being curious about things enough to open your heart and mind. By the way, that's supernatural because most people don't do that. If you're doing that, you're already winning, by the way. Okay. Because most people want to be so close-minded and so comforted, then they just, they don't understand it. Um, so an interesting fellow says, ask for a miracle healing. Absolutely. I have been, we've been praying about it. And I will tell you today, I got huge steps towards feeling better. So thank you guys. Um, I am going to continue long-term care to try and take care of it because it is an injury and needs, needs actual care on it, you know, as a physically um, manipulating injury on my neck with whiplash. So not a, not a good thing, but, but also, um, yes, divine healing is flowing my way. I fully agree to that and I fully believe in that. So thank you guys for your prayers. Uh, amen. If you are here, you're probably doing the work. Yeah, honeybee. Absolutely. I mean, how many people are still here? How many people are in the comments? And so that's why I call this the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, because to me, everything is supernatural. To me, when you're here and you're here for half an hour or an hour on a live stream with some Yahoo on the Internet like myself, like you don't know me, but you will. By the way, we're going to open the tribe again this week. We're going to have a bunch of people join and we get to know each other. And that's really, really cool. It's just so incredible to me. We have supernatural connection with each other. We know when something's off. I literally had people in the community know something was up with me before I ever said anything. Um, people know, like it's, it, it is a tribe. It is a soul tribe. That's why we call it a soul tribe. So everything is natural. Absolutely. And in fact, the word natural 
really is supernatural. The word natural can be boiled down to an Egyptian word, and I'll show the data on this at a later time. But uh, one of the studies I was doing, uh, it comes from Natur, N-A-T-U-R. And in the Egyptian culture, it was it meant of the spirit. So already the natural world is of the spirit. It's literally a projection of the spirit. And that's what they're trying to say. So when we say supernatural, we're saying out of the natural. We just added a word to say what natural actually means. Um, we're not looking at the shadow. We're looking at the light. And if you think about it, we are the shadow now. We live in the shadow the light is actually the source that's projecting all things into existence. And we just see and experience the shadow. But all you have to do is quiet your mind, do some of these spiritual practices, yoga, meditation, that type of thing. And you get to step outside of the shadow into that light. And it's, it's, it's amazing, guys. It's amazing. Um, is achieving divinity against nature's, uh, the laws of nature? So very, very good question there. Love that, Munab. Um, I want to say it's against the shadow nature, okay? The shadow nature doesn't really want you to become light again, to, to ascend, right? To, to achieve divinity because it likes you here. If you look into the Gnostic tradition, you have Yalda Bayoth, which is the shadow entity, the lion-headed serpent that wisdom begot outside of the agreement with the gods. And it was a really deformed version of a god. And it's actually the one that that started to cast the shadow into our physical reality. So, uh, you know, when we know all things in the physical reality are vibrating with the spiritual truth anyway, like the trees, water, us, vibration, voice, everything that we're doing is vibration in a reminder of the divine. So I wouldn't say it's against it, but it's always like resolved right back into the three dimensional vibration. That's why when you raise your vibration, you see things, you hear things, you experience things that are outside of nature, that are super nature, supernatural. Exactly. Perspective, honeybee. Exactly. So um, I don't know if that answers it. I know that's a that's a cheap answer on my part. Right. But that's all I've got, just to be really honest with you. So. It depends on what tradition you view it from. But for me, yeah, I think it's you definitely have something in the physical world that is all, always going to resolve back to the three dimensional vibration rather than we have to kind of fight, right? To like get our vibration up into 5D or a higher vibration. Alyssa says, Thank you, Cub. Thank you, Alyssa. I really appreciate you. Um, let's see. Shelly says, Thank you. Yeah, you got it, Shelly. Glad you got that uh, figured out. So, uh, end of days says, um, I like geometry, only a stepping stone to greater things. I like sacred geometry. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, my friend. Um, and it really is. Um, it's just a really cool um, understanding, right, of of what the divine matrix is. And so sacred geometry, you can go look into some of the mathematical formulas and stuff. You're going to want to look into uh, pi. You're going to want to look into the like the sacred spiral, uh, the golden ratio, um, different things like that. So uh, go look at a conch shell, the, the shells that you find on a beach. How does everything repeat? How is everything perfectly designed? How's your inner ear work? Like, how is it that you have billions of cells in your body and they're all communicating and talking? You have physical matter and everything in your body manifests into the perfect body part to run a biological computer that your actual consciousness is projecting into. 
And there's debate among scientists forever and probably will be that consciousness is local. No, consciousness is non-local. Well, it's actually kind of both. Well, reality is being, it's projected from you. No, it's actually within. You're actually not even moving in time or space. Everything that you're experiencing is all just happening within the self. It'll start freaking you out, by the way. Um, Marlene says, my ears are ringing less these days. No wasted days now learning something every day. Awesome, my friend. Um, uh, great question, Munab. Is there anyone uh, that you know who has divine abilities uh, and how I got into this? Yeah, I have divine abilities. By the way, you do too. By the way, Marlene does, Honeybee does, Shelly does. Uh, that's one of the things we practice in our community is awakening those divine abilities, discovering our spiritual gifts. I, literally my entire academy, when you join into our tribe, we've got our community and then we have the, the academy attached to it. So uh, you can be a seeker member just there looking, experiencing the community, kind of feeling it out. Or you can be a warrior member and you get the academy with it, too. And I literally have a whole section with dozens and dozens and dozens of videos teaching through all the spiritual giftings how do you apply those to your life how do you discover your own and start practicing them and then in the community we talk about it all the time we meet on saturdays and we literally talk through this stuff saturday we had an incredible discussion we went through gospel of thomas with one of the brothers in our community um, and asked some really hard questions about it and some really activating questions so it's really really a beautiful thing so um, one of my biggest spiritual abilities is being able to channel messages flow on things and that's how i do these by the way these are not i do prepare but you know I, I don't run from slides or anything or have like a perfect sermon prepared these are all just channeled kind of off the cuff like just let god flow through me um so i don't know you, you may not consider that a divine ability but i'll tell you get up here and try to do it and tell me if if you have it or not. So trust your intuition and meditate on your spiritual superpowers. Frank Frank knows what's up. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Frank, we'd love to have you in the tribe, by the way, my friend. You've got some great comments. I think you'd be a great energy. You'd love Martin and Merle. Um, we got a bunch and Steven. We got a bunch of new brothers in there too. So we would love to have you, my friend. If anyone's interested, just uh hit me up and I'll make sure you get it when I open it up tomorrow. So um it's a great gift for sure uh honeybee says yeah absolutely uh dream star oracle says there's a ton of clues uh in your life about what your abilities are and cope can help you point those out thank you my friend thank you dream star oracle yeah absolutely and chances are you probably know what it is anyway most people that come to me they're like i don't know what i can do and it's like here it is oh yeah i've always been able to so you know it's kind of one of those like we just have to get we have to get past our own ego which tells us you can't do anything. The unit or you know, the world's in control. You're just the victim of all of this. You're whatever. And that's and I've been there my whole life, guys. Even when I'm like, well, God is in control. And I was in the Christian tradition, and it's like, oh, God's in control. I still felt like, well, I didn't get that because God didn't want me to. Well, I, I can't do this because God doesn't want me to. I can't be successful because God's holding me back. Or whatever, you know, whatever it is, right? It just takes all of the responsibility off of us. When really we have the responsibility of manifesting the divinity of God out in the world, the kingdom of God that's already within us. We actually have to create it out into the world. Now, I'm not talking about that we're ever going to build heaven on earth, but I'm saying that other people don't even know what the kingdom of God is until they see us, meet us, experience it. They have divine encounters with us. So our number one job is to awaken those divine gifts in us 
come into agreement that that the father and the mother are within us yoke both of those together in a non-dualistic way in unity and become the actual children of god that's what i teach that's what i believe yep i teach about aliens yeah i talk about grays and reptilians and i talk about um the matrix and i talk about all the stuff right all the cool stuff we talk about ghosts and bigfoot and everything which all has to do with the spiritual matrix by the way um a responsibility i love that dream star says faith without works is blank is unalived absolutely uh page says and something keeps us in our bodies our physical body is light slowed down yes yes absolutely um totally agree with that um let's see end of days says here i'll give you something geometry to get your attention uh thank you my friend yeah sorry uh we've got a lot of comments going on now so we got a bunch of different screens i wish i could do TikTok and instagram over here but they still are like locked down they don't let you use streaming software forums so uh page says uh we have a literal crown of thorns in our heads that is a circle of neurons very very good my friend great um great connection there. So Shona says, um, I already knew my gifts because I would have small glimpses, but I was told to wait in my consciousness. Uh, and I hated that, but I'm so glad I got it when I could understand it. Yeah, absolutely. My friend. Absolutely. Um, anyway, so I hope you guys are, um, oh yeah, I, I see what you're saying in today's th th Yeah, absolutely. Can't bring that up on screen though um let's see da, da, da. melody says ha 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 anyway i hope you guys are getting this I, I hope this is a good um a good episode for you like i hope i hope this helps having stuff on the screen by the way um i do want to remind everyone just kind of a disclaimer like my content is entertainment right um let's see and always do your own research to confirm the correct data and its details in regards to any theory, okay? So I'm not here to perpetuate conspiracy theories. This is just merely my research. I always encourage everyone do your own research because we have people in our community that come to me and go, hey, you missed this, or hey, check this out, or hey, what about this? So I am not like, I'm not, I'm not God here, okay? Like I am God and you are God, but I'm not saying I am the God here, okay? so. I'm always open to new ideas. I'm always open and I'm always um, studying more and just trying to channel a better experience here. So um, thank you, my friend. Shelly says, love the text on the screen. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, End of day says, why is truth not allowed? Well, don't talk to me, talk to the platforms. There are certain things that are considered conspiracy theories and I do not perpetuate those. Whether I agree with them or not, by the way, that doesn't even matter. Um, I'm here to deliver quality, balanced content to engage our audience here. And off of social media, we have our community and we have all kinds of discussions over there. Um, not that they're bad or anything like that. It's just um, we want to make sure we do it in a responsible manner. And we have a big, big mixed audience out here um, of all different walks of life. And so I try to be respectful to everyone. There's a lot of people they're on different sides of that equation and it it should not limit them from spirituality in my opinion. So anyway, I hope you respect that. Um, if not, I totally understand, but thank you for your consideration of respecting 
that and how we have to play in the sandbox of being content creators. They already make it hard enough by not paying us or paying us very little on the ads that monetize these. And if I get unmonetized on that, we lose a lot more revenue and it makes it even harder for me to do what I'm doing here. And then I have to just sell all the time. And I don't like that feeling. So I want to be able to sell what I know you guys want and need to support what we're doing, but um, I don't want to push so hard that I just become super salesy all the time. So that's kind of where an open uh, comment venue with no judgment, Marlene says, yes, exactly. That's why we moved it off of social for the community. That's why I built my own platform off of social. It's a great experience. It's not trying to be social media. It's more of um, a chat room, a chat board, uh, kind of a communal feed. We do our live calls over there. Uh, it's a beautiful place. Like I said, nothing bad being talked about over there. We're not any kind of weird secret group. It's just we don't have to like worry about being offensive like we do on the public forum, if that makes sense. So um, anyway, so listen to the podcast on Spotify. Grab you a shirt if you didn't grab a shirt already. Like I said, they're 30, 39 bucks right now. That directly supports my channel after the cost of printing them. So go grab you one now. I will be changing the shirts quite often now. So if you like what you see there that's there today, get it. Because if you come back to me in a week and you're like, hey, where did the shirt go? I probably discontinued it and I'm going to be doing another one the next month. So I'm only selling shirts for a short amount of time now. And then we'll reopen the tribe each month um, just so I can focus on bringing people in, focus on doing my job better here, um, not just having a bunch of things open-ended. So uh, do I ever discuss the seven deadly sins and the demon figureheads like possession? Yeah, absolutely. I just talked about like the beast in Revelation with the seven heads. I did a whole series on uh, demonology, not in the religious term, but in the energetic term. So um, I can definitely do the religious tone on that um, at some point. So uh, somebody said, is it on Instagram? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, TikTok. And then the mainstream with the QR code is going to be over on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Um, so you can go grab that over there with the, the actual mainstream. So uh frank says i need to check that out yeah thank you my friend and i've got a bunch of stuff you can go back and watch episodes all the way back over on the youtube channel i've got a whole playlist of the podcast on there so uh this is definitely a fun topic to me uh Aseroth, azazel etc yeah so we we ought to do that we ought to do that and i need to learn more about that so um definitely want to check that um munab says is jesus coming back and here's what i tell people all the time he's already back he's already back through all of us right that christ is already alive in us if he comes back physically great if he doesn't then great I, it doesn't offend me it doesn't change my salvation if that day happens physically, great. Um, if it doesn't, then I'm just not worried about it because I'm here trying to manifest that already. And I already know he's like right here because I'm manifesting him. I'm I'm tapping into that spiritual matrix. And so that's how I personally focus on the whole second coming of Christ. You can also read the second coming of Christ by Yogananda, which is a fantastic esoteric representation of the book of Revelation. It will change your life, by the way. Uh, you quit looking to the clouds and you start looking within and it's a beautiful thing. So Frank says, Jesus is back in Christ consciousness, a collective understanding of unconditional love and truth. Absolutely, my friend. 
I very much agree with that. And so that's, that's really what I try to say. I got a ton of attacks when I posted just a, a, a video and then a graphic with a, a quick post on Christ consciousness. And you would not believe the amount of hatred I got for that, which is just insane to me. I don't understand why. Cause literally even in the Bible, it talks about the mind of Christ. How much more Christ consciousness can you get? So I really don't understand that mentality, but here's the deal. I'm not here to take down anyone's mentality. I'm here to build up an open-minded, open heart mentality. So um, anyway, I love you guys. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate um, all of you guys. Thank you guys over here uh, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. We're everywhere now. We are literally everywhere now. So um, and then let's see, Melody says, you are not a God. According to Jesus, I am, and you are too. He literally said it and the scriptures cannot be broken. So I didn't make that up. It's actually in the Bible. So if you do believe in that, then that's what he said. So, um, <laughs> Melody says, nope. Well, Melody, I mean, it's actually in there. So, I've done a whole video series on it. A bunch of my other friends have too. So uh, he said, ye are gods and the scriptures cannot be broken. So uh, see, some people just want to argue. Nope, wrong. Well, it doesn't make it nope or wrong just because you say it. So um, it's literally in there. So anyway, go check it out. Um, Paige says double-edged sword. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. William says it's very personal. Absolutely. Paige says, I uh, grew up poor, took me a long time to learn uh, how to not hate money. Yeah, I totally understand that. Uh, my dog just knocked over a poster that I've been meaning to hang up. So that was that was fun. But um, So Melody says, I misinterpret everything. Well, I probably do, but at least I'm interpreting it. Um, the church has been misinterpreting everything for the past 2,000 years. So at least I have an open mind about it. So, um, okay. Thank you. Dreamstar Oracle. Dreamstar says I gave her the verse 10 minutes ago. She didn't want to read it. That's fine. So here, I'm not here to call anybody out guys, but if you're going to call me out, I'll call you out. So this is fair game. This is a public forum. If you're going to come and call me out, I'll call you out. I do it in love. Um, so don't mess with me on the air if you don't want me to, to, to tell you, to give you the data. So, uh, Marlene says the best is on its way, uh, to you. If you accept facts, read all scripture and not what's taught. Absolutely. That guy says 2000 years, uh, LOL. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, it's been a lot more than 2000 years, but, um, I love the way you respond to trolls. Frank says, uh, that is the power of Christ consciousness. Yes, it is. And that has taken me a long time to learn how to do that. My ego used to just get in the way and there's days it does. There's days it does, but I have learned a lot about, cause here's the deal. They're me. They're me. Right. Um, by the way, uh, from Melody and everybody else in here, anybody that's thinking, Oh, Cubs, Cubs weird. And he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's misrepresenting. Go read my buddy's book. Original sin is a lie. Bob Peck. He's going to be on the show tomorrow. Tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, we're going to be doing it on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Okay, so it won't be on. Uh, it won't be on over here, 
but um, I'll, it might, if I can figure out how to get these to film the screen, we'll see. So it might be on over here. I'll let you know. I got to play with the setup, but um, if you're watching on Instagram or TikTok, plan on jumping over to the Facebook page. Um, you can find it on my website, cubcooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. And listen to Bob tomorrow because he literally wrote the book on how original sin is a lie. Like it literally is something that was made up by the church. It was not, uh, it comes from the Anunnaki mythology. Um, it has a bunch of different gods mixed into the Old Testament theology. And it's people's attempt to try to understand why is there bad in the world when it's not even a good hypothesis to assume that we were sinful from the beginning. It's actually a better hypothesis to assume that we are good and there is a darkness on the world or a fallacy on the world. Uh, Honeybee says, I just got his book in. Awesome. Awesome, my friend. Yeah, we're doing like a virtual book signing for him tomorrow. So uh, basically just kind of an event where you guys ask him questions. I'm going to bring him up on the screen. We're going to just spin on it, talk about it. It's going to be a really cool event for everybody. So please, please join if you can. Um, MM says, for some people, ignorance is bliss. One day they'll find out it's not. That is very true. Paige says, LOL. Um, William, William says, don't worry about it. Just learn, uh, then teach. Absolutely. Uh, Teresa says, Hey, Hey, what is up, Teresa? How are you doing? So anyway, tomorrow, original sin is a lie with Bob Peck, 11 AM. Come check it out. Um, if that changes, I'll update you guys on the Facebook page, but, um, I had to change it today. It was supposed to be today. I was at the chiropractor this morning for longer than I wanted to be. But I got feeling better, so that's good. Um, today, I'm going to go swim and relax and just try to get in flow state and do some yoga and just get into a better heart space. And I'm looking forward to having Bob on tomorrow. So anyway, you guys be good. Be real. Remember, I would rather be real than right. I'm not here to tell you I'm right, but I'm going to be real with you and share with you what I've experienced, the way I see it. And I think we need more of that in the world in a loving, respectful manner. Okay. There's a lot of people out there that have spiritual channels. And if they even talk about the religious side of things, there's a lot of anger going around that. And I'm not here to do that, guys. I want to be, um, I want to have that public forum and I want to have that like open minded um, for every man and every woman and everyone in between type channel. Okay. I want to do what the churches can't do and won't do, and what the new age can't do and won't do, which is come together in unity in the middle. And that doesn't mean that I'm lukewarm, by the way. I'm on fire for what I do. I love what I'm doing. I'm here for, this is my life's work, and I'm going to be here to do it if I can every single day. But what I want to do is find that middle path, okay? The Buddha talks about the middle path. So uh, Frank says, check out my latest video on uh, TG, duality, divine, feminine, and masculine. Awesome. I will, man. I will. Thank you very much. And you guys know here, I am a supporter of LGBTQ. Okay. So that's our community is open. We literally have people in our community of all walks of life, race, religion, orientation. Don't care who you are, where you do or don't go to church, who you're married to. As long as you're here in love and light and you have love and light in your life, you're a great fit for our community. So that's that's all we require here. There's no dogma, no doctrine, just love and light and honest, authentic seeking through multiple different traditions of scripture, esotericism, 
even some of the occult stuff, which by the way, occult doesn't mean scary and evil. It means it's hidden. It's the hidden stuff. So, um, uh, absolutely. We love them. Yes. Yes. Munab. We do love them with the rainbow. And by the way, the rainbow is for everybody. So I don't care who uses it. It's for everybody. We see it all the time. And I remind everybody, remember that rainbow in the old Testament, the God that did that was not a very nice guy. So, um, I talk about that a lot as well. I'm what you would consider um, a Marcionite, which is Marcion, um, was one of the first church fathers. He wrote like the first canonized Bible um, way, way, way back and very close to the time of Jesus. And um, he actually believed that Jesus was teaching about a new spiritual God, not the old gods. And so not against any one tradition or uh, saying any particular cultural God, but you look in the Old Testament and even though that God is represented as a cultural God, it's actually, there's a lot of different mythologies mixed into that. So, um, always a Bob in my life, uh, feed the hungry. Absolutely. MM says, uh, thanks Cub. Love your channel. Love your content and love the community feel you offer great stuff. i got to put that on the screen. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate that. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I love just hearing the testimonies here. So, um, Paige says the truth is going to freak out a lot of people. And honestly, I don't know if I'm ready for it. Paige says, Hey, I, you know, at least you're real about it. Right. And I love that. Um, there was a time in my life I wasn't ready for it either. And I literally lost everything when I agreed that, all right, father, I'm ready for truth and I don't care if it's in the Bible or in other religions or in a volcano hidden somewhere in the world or in the stars or in me or wherever. I don't care where it is. I just want truth and I want to start my life's work and I'll give up everything for it. And I'm going to tell you right now, you make an agreement like that with the universe, with God, with whatever you want to call it, things happen. And I did lose everything, but now I've gained it back. I've got an incredible community a whole new mission in life. Um, we've got this thing that I do every day, this podcast, I do this full time. And that's incredible. That's incredible to me. So uh, Nick says, what truth do I speak of? Well, we're at the end of the broadcast, so you have to go back and watch it. But we're talking about sacred geometry of the Essenes, truth hidden in plain sight, all places, all religions, many different names, one truth. All rivers lead to the ocean all will be resolved to its roots through the good nick says new here like your vibe will welcome my friend please go back and watch this one's gonna be on uh in fact i'll bring it up you can scan this and it'll get you to the audio version over on spotify so if you like audio podcasts go check out the spotify version um it's all with the pro microphone and everything so uh, you can't see it on screen but it, it'll sound good over there um, and then you can watch the restream of this over on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, and like I said, Apple and Spotify as well. So y'all go check it out. Like I said, Bob will be on tomorrow. I'm going to stay on for just a few seconds here. If there's any other questions, shoot them my way. Uh, love to answer your questions. There's the link for you. Um, Nick is on Facebook. I don't know if the link popped up on Facebook or not, but... Oh, man, I got to get a drink there. Um, so let's see. Any other questions? Okay, I think we're good. I think we're good. Uh, oh, here we go. 
Uh, Bell says, do you believe uh, we are all gods and can manifest with our thoughts? Yes, absolutely. But I also believe in a supreme being, a supreme divinity that is in and through all things, a transcendent uh, being, the one that is uh, nameless, faceless, um, without form until we give it form. Um, and so that's that's really what, and by the way, I believe that's what Jesus was teaching about too. He even told them, he said, you know, you're worshiping, uh, you are worshiping the devil or Satan. Um, he said, you know, my father is in spirit and in truth. Tell me what else is transcendent. Give me a more transcendent, more mystical version of God. To me, that lines up with the Brahman and Hindu, the source and new age, uh, the all and Gnosticism. Um, it's the spiritual entity, right? It's intelligent and wants to interact with us, but it's not any form we've ever experienced. It's such an abstract thing. And it wants to manifest through us when we align with the good. That's when it does the best in the world. Evil people have used it throughout history to manifest whatever they wanted. So um, Dream Star Oracle says, replying to Nick, uh, it's good vibes and love here all the time, friend. Welcome. Yeah, welcome, Nick. I appreciate your follow. Appreciate you being here. Um, so thank you, guys. Uh, Paige says he was talking about the truth. Yes, Paige, absolutely. So anyway, y'all have a beautiful day. Thank you. And I'm glad the new setup worked. I'm glad you like it. You can still comment after the fact. If you dig it, please let me know. I'll keep doing it. Do you like this versus the vertical? Please let me know. And like I said, Bob will be on tomorrow. We got a lot more coming with Bob. So anyway, love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful afternoon. Don't forget, grab your shirt while you can, if you want it. There's four different colors. We've got green, charcoal. There's a beautiful navy, which is the one I uh, ordered, and then uh, bright purple. So really, really cool looking vibes. And you're going to get uh, this. Dimitri is our little uh, mascot here, by the way. He's the raven. He's my spirit animal. And you'll have the Cub Cooker Supernatural logo right there. So you can support the podcast that way and get some cool swag. So thank you, guys. I love you all. Have a beautiful day. God bless you. and. Peace.